Now may the God of hope fill you with complete joy and peace as you continue to believe so that you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear Christian friends, as a child, I would get Atari 2600 games and Legos for Christmas. My younger sisters, they would get things like Barbies and clothes. And I remember my dad getting tools. He would actually get quarts of oil for the tractor. He would get crescent wrenches, screwdrivers, and hammers. And I always remember thinking, wow, that is so boring. But then, decades later when I started adulting, then I got tools for Christmas. And then tools are awesome because tools are just toys with more power. This year I got a Milwaukee cordless drill and drill bits, and I love it. Tools are useful presents. A crescent wrench for fixing the plumbing. A Dremel tool for carving wood. A voltage tester for replacing wiring. And you might get excited when you have tools underneath your Christmas tree. But you might not be quite as excited if you don't actually know how to use those tools. Then they can be useless. You might get excited that you get a crescent wrench and yet you don't know how to use the crescent wrench to fix your plumbing. You might get excited that you got a Dremel tool, but then you don't know how to use that Dremel tool for carving wood. You might get excited that you got a voltage tester, and yet you know nothing about electricity. And so using that voltage tester could actually be dangerous for you. As Christians, we have left our Christmas trees up because we're not done celebrating Christmas yet. We're leaving our Christmas trees up until at least the Gentiles' Christmas on January 6th when we celebrate the festival of the Epiphany of our Lord. And because our Christmas tree is up yet, Jesus has left some Christmas presents underneath the tree for us. Last week, we saw that one of the presents was a set of clothes. Today we see that it is a set of tools. These tools help you when you are being tempted. The author of Hebrews writes, because he suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And so the tool set that God has left for you underneath the Christmas tree is Jesus' incarnation. The incarnation is the Son of God taking on human flesh and blood. When you get tools that you don't know how to use, it's helpful if you have a friend or a brother who knows how to use those tools, who has experience and has the time to come over to your house to show you how to use those tools and help you fix whatever needs repairing in your home. Well, Jesus is our brother. He is the one who has given, who has the tools of the incarnation. He has both the tools and the experience as our friend, our brother, as a jack of all tradesmen who is able to help fix whatever is broken in your life. The author of Hebrews begins this section of our text. Certainly, it was fitting for God the one for whom and through whom everything exists, in leading many sons to glory to bring the author of their salvation to his goal through sufferings. Well, what is the it 
that you have in your life where you need God's help. If you have an issue in your home that needs fixing, a leaky faucet, remodeling the bathroom, or a new garage door, then you assess the situation, figure out what you need to accomplish it, and then go and get the project done. Well, what situation in your spiritual home is the it where you need God's help in fixing that it? Has there been a chasm that has been created between you and your spouse? Do you find yourself easily getting angered with your children? Is there tension between you and your coworkers in the workplace? Are you struggling with loneliness, depression, or health problems? Now these may seem like small and minor irritations, just like a leaky faucet or a light switch that doesn't always work can be small and minor irritations. But that leaky faucet can lead to rot and mold in your flooring. A light switch that doesn't work could be a sign of a deeper problem hidden within your wall that could cause a fire. Small problems don't always stay small problems. They can grow and explode into huge problems. And that's why you need a handyman to come fix them. Jesus is your handyman. But he's not just some guy that you call off of the internet. Jesus is the author of salvation. That the Son of God took on human flesh and blood. To fix your very human problems, Jesus became a human. He became our brother. And that means that Jesus can restore your marriage. He can remove your anger. He can fix your tension. He can fix your emotional and your physical health. And Jesus does this because he is not ashamed to call them brothers. How awesome is that? Personally, I think that is one of the greatest promises of grace in the entire Bible, that Jesus is not ashamed to call us his brothers or sisters. Because think how ashamed you are when your little ones don't sit still in church. Think of how ashamed you are when you have to go to the car dealership to buy a vehicle with your dad. Think of how ashamed you are when you find out that your brother-in-law was selling drugs out of his garage. We are ashamed when our relatives say and do things that are shameful. Yet Jesus is not ashamed to call us his brothers or sisters. And even though we do all kinds of shameful things with our overreactions, gossip, hurtful words, embarrassing actions, arguments, and withholding forgiveness. Still, Jesus is not ashamed of us. How can he not be ashamed of people like us? The author of Hebrews tells us, Jesus shared our flesh and blood. There is the reason why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. In order to fix our very human problems, Jesus, the Son of God, had to become a human. He had to take on Mary's DNA. 
He needed a human heart to pump blood and lungs to breathe air. He needed a brain to feel pain and a heart to feel emotions. He needed to become weary and then to close his eyes and sleep. Jesus needed a human body in order to fix all of the problems in our human bodies and caused by our human bodies. Jesus became like us in every way. He did not come to help the angels. He came to help the offspring of Abraham. That's us. The author says, For surely he was not concerned with helping angels, but with helping Abraham's offspring. When facing a traumatic or difficult event in your life, it is always beneficial for you to find someone else who has gone through a similar difficult or traumatic event in their lives. When you are remodeling your kitchen or you're replacing your hardwood floors, you want to look up to make sure that the handyman you're hiring has done those kinds of things of replacing hardwood floors and remodeled a kitchen. You check to make sure that he has a five-star rating. Our Heavenly Father, in his wise and generous provision, appointed his only begotten Son to become like us. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He became like his brothers in every way. Why? In order that he would be a merciful and faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God so that he could pay for the sins of the people. Jesus experienced what we experience. Anguish, temptation, grief, suffering. In this way, he could have a five-star rating. He experienced anguish so that he could help those who were experiencing the anguish of sicknesses and diseases and demon possession. He suffered temptation so that he could help us in our temptations. That's the exact reason why the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the desert to face the devil's temptations. Jesus endured grief so that he could help those who were dealing with grief. And that's why he suffered grief as he wept at the grave of his friend Lazarus. And Jesus helps others in their suffering as he endured suffering beyond anything that we could imagine as he took on himself the sins of all of humanity. Jesus knows how to fix our issues. He has the tools and the knowledge and experience required that all comes through his incarnation. And the greatest issue that Jesus knows how to fix is death. People are scared right now. They are looking at each other with suspicion. They are looking at each other as carriers of death. They are frustrated with one another. They are yelling at each other. People are afraid of getting sick and dying. They're afraid of getting others sick and them dying. But brothers and sisters, we're all going to die. We're all going to die of something. And it doesn't really matter what we do. We cannot prevent that death from grabbing hold of us. 
The Bible is very clear that the soul who sins is the one who will die. Hiding from death will not work. We are allowing ourselves to become afraid of death. We are letting ourselves become slaves to the fear of death. And then the devil reigns when we are afraid of dying. That's his real power over us. When we fear death, when we fear others, where does that fear come from? The author of Hebrews makes it very clear. That fear comes from the devil. That fear is the greatest tool in the devil's toolbox. But overcoming fear, that comes from God. God said, now this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Because I have redeemed you, I have called you by name. You are mine. We have no reason to fear because God promises to be with us every step of the way. He says, the Lord himself will go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not abandon you and he will not forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be overwhelmed. And then Jesus, our brother and our savior, tells us that he replaces fear with peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let it be afraid. By taking on human flesh, Jesus, the Son of God, was able to die. But by remaining God, then Jesus was able to rise from the dead. And so as the God-man, Jesus has destroyed the power of death. The only power that the devil really has over us. These verses are so key. This is why we have our confirmands memorize these verses. They're good for us as adults to memorize. Therefore, since the children have flesh and blood, he also shared the same flesh and blood so that through death he could destroy the one who had the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. Jesus has smashed the chains that once held us as slaves to death. Do not put those chains on again. Jesus has freed you from the fear of death. Do not allow the media to make you afraid of dying. Jesus has won a better home in heaven for you. We should never be afraid of leaving this home to go to that way better home. Jesus has already died. His death makes death, death's hold on you powerless. Because one day, one day your heart is going to stop pumping and your lungs are going to stop breathing and your mind is going to stop thinking and you are going to be in the grave. And still death has no power over you. The grave cannot hold you. And that's because you have been granted faith in Jesus as your Savior and your brother, a brother who is not ashamed to call you his brothers or sisters. Because this is true, then death should never, ever terrify us because Jesus' divinely human body has one eternal life for us. It's great to have 
tools waiting for us under the Christmas tree. But it's even better if we have a friend or a brother who knows how to use those tools, who has the time and the experience, who is going to come over to help us in our house fix what needs repairing. Jesus is our big brother. Through his incarnation, he has both the tools and the knowledge and the experience to help fix our problems. He knows when we are addicted, when we are afraid, when we are worried and depressed. He knows when we are at our wit's end and we just want to give up. He knows when we are afraid of dying. It is then that the Son of God extends his divinely human, nail-pierced hands to us. It is then that the Son of God speaks in his divinely human voice to us. He reminds us that he will fix all of our problems, our sins, our fears, and even death itself. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen.